0: We're grateful, Thank you, Jesus. we're so grateful for the United States, the nation, yes. my nation, my country that I love. Thank you, Jesus. I ask that you would anoint my lips today to speak just what it is that the Spirit of God once said, and that you'd anoint the people's ears to hear what it is the Spirit of God is saying. In this hour, to this nation, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know that song said, His truth is marching on. I share this message today, welcoming you all and many that are watching via the internet. I share this message today with the backdrop of the current condition of our nation. I want to look at several scriptures and see just how important truth is. His truth is marching on. How important is truth? You know in Psalms 89, 14, the Bible says righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. Mercy and truth go before His face. So you see that truth is incorporated in the throne of God. The foundation of His throne. Truth incorporated in the foundation of God's throne. Justice. Righteousness. Mercy and truth go before his face, but I think it's clear to me that truth is a part of the very foundation of the throne that God sits on. You know, if anything is to stand, a person, a church, a business, a city, a town, or a nation, if it is to stand, it must be founded on the truth and it must continue. In the truth. You know, Proverbs 6, verse 16 says, Six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies. And one who sows discord among brethren. Notice in that list, lying is mentioned twice. A lying tongue and a false witness who speaks lies, God hates it. The ninth commandment in Exodus 20 verse 16. God says you shall, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 19 says the truthful lip shall be established forever. But a lying tongue is but for a moment. And then in verse 22 it says lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. Proverbs 11 verse 1 says dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. In Amos, the fifth chapter, verse 21, God says, I hate, I despise your feast days. I do not savor your sacred assemblies. Though you offer me burnt offerings and and grain offerings, I will not accept them, nor will I regard your fatted peace offerings. Take away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melody of your stringed instruments, Let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. Notice God is saying here that he did not look forward to the worship services of these people. He did not look forward to hearing them sing and play songs unto him. Because they were not walking in justice. They were not walking in righteousness. And they were not walking in the truth. And so their songs and their worship was no more than noise to God. And he said he hated it. He did not even want to hear it. Because there was not truth among the people. You know the Bible said that God is a man. And he does not lie. The Bible also says it is impossible for God to lie. God sent his angel to With his word, and of course we understand that his word is truth. And so God sent his angel with his word to a pure, chaste virgin who found favor in his sight. And she received God's word. She received his truth. And when she did, the Bible says the Holy Spirit, who is known as the Spirit of Truth, overshadowed her. And on the inside of her was conceived that Holy One. And the Bible says the Word became flesh. That's Jesus. And dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Of course, we understand that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. As Jesus arose up out of the waters of baptism. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a dove. And he went about teaching. And it's interesting that even his critics came to him and said, Teacher, we know how honest you are. You teach the way of God truthfully. And of course, the Bible says those who worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth Jesus of course said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free there was a certain movie that came out many years ago and of course my wife and I watched it after all of the garbage and the 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 cussing and all of that was edited out but Tom Cruise was in it and he said to Jack Nicholson, he said, I want the truth. And Jack Nicholson said, you can't handle the truth. But I'm here today to tell you that we can handle the truth. I want the truth. Just tell me the truth. Don't just tell me something good all the time if it's a lie. Tell me the truth. If it's good, that's great. If it's not good, that's unfortunate. But that's the way it is. Don't tell me something all flowery if it's a lie. Just tell me the truth. We can handle the truth. Because, you see, we'll know the truth. And the truth shall make us and keep us free. Amen. You know, honesty is something that people are looking for. Amen. I know I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it in this nation. A lady was soaking up the sun's rays on a Florida beach when she observed a little boy in his swimming trunks carrying a towel. Questioning numerous people along the shoreline, this little boy eventually came up to this lady and asked her, do you believe in God? She was surprised by the question and said, why, yes, I do. Then he asked her, do you go to church every Sunday? And she said, yes. Then he asked, do you read your Bible and pray every day? And she said, yes. By now, her curiosity was very much aroused. At last, the lad sighed and said, What a relief! Will you hold my quarter while I go swimming? You see that little boy looked that whole beach over, asking that question, looking for one honest person, he was just looking for an honest person to hold his quarter. Well, I'm here today to tell you that's what I'm looking for in this nation right now. is just one honest person that will hold my quarter. Amen. Amen. You know, even criminals want to be told the truth. I recall many years ago, the Superman series came out. And Christopher Reed played Superman. And I remember when Superman 2 came out. And Gene Hackman was playing Lex Luthor. And there was some other criminals, you know, that got re- that, that were on Krypton, you know, and they got released somehow or another. Superman was from Krypton, you know, but these criminals, Superman was a good guy, but these criminals got, they, they escaped off Krypton and somehow they made it to the earth and they, you know, birds of a feather flocked together and they got in cahoots, you know, with, with Lex Luthor, who was a criminal. And, uh... As the movie went on, after Lex Luthor dealt with these criminals throughout the movie, he said to Superman, Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman said to Christopher Reeve, said to Superman, Clark Kent said to him, he said concerning these three criminals, he, 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 said, he said to Superman, he said, he said, Superman, at least when I dealt with you, I always knew that you were telling me the truth. These three criminals, they're liars. They lie to me. They don't tell me the truth. At least, Superman, you always told me the truth. You see, even criminals want people to tell them the truth. And don't ever forget this. Superman fought that never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Even Superman was fighting for truth. And I'm fighting for truth in this nation in this hour. You know, the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, told the church in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. He said this to the church. He said, but speaking the truth in love. He commanded the church. The Holy Ghost commanded the church to speak the truth. Speak the truth. Do it in love. Do it in love, but speak the truth. You know, when the truth is what you tell, you only have to remember one version of the story. I'll say it again. When the truth is what you tell, you only have to remember one version of the story. Amen. I'm here today to tell you that when somebody starts giving you multiple versions of a story, they're a liar. Amen. I said they're a liar. Amen. I said they're a liar. Yes. I, they're a liar. Amen. I don't care what title is before their name or after their name. If they tell you multiple uh, versions of a story, they're a liar. Because, you see, when the truth is what you tell, you only have to remember one version of the story. The Apostle Paul went on in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. He said to this same church, he said, Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth to his neighbor. That's what the church has been commanded to do. Put away lying and speak truth. You see, we should never forget where lying came from, where it originated. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus our Lord said, He said to these uh, these religious leaders who who, who did not believe in Him, He said to them, You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and He does not stand in the truth. Because there's no truth in him. When he, speaks, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. Let's don't ever forget where lying comes from. It comes from the devil himself. And when people lie, whether they're Christian or whether they're, they're sinners, when people lie, they are cooperating with none other than the devil himself. You see, lying is a terrible thing. Uh, it cost Ananias and Sapphira their lives. Remember, in the Book of Acts, they came into church service and they lied. Uh, they lied to Peter, who, who was under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And and Peter said to Ananias, "Why has Satan?" Filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit. Again, don't ever forget where lying comes from. It's not a joke. It's not funny. It's not to be played with. Lying comes from the devil. And and, and he said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And of course, Ananias and his wife Sapphira both lied to the Holy Ghost. And they fell dead. It cost them their lives. Lying is not to be played with, as I said. It is no joke. In Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8, Revelation 21 and verse 8 says, But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Think of that. And then in Revelation 22, verse 14, it says this. Blessed are those who do God's commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside, 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 you see, outside the holy city of God are dogs and those without a covenant with God and sorcerers." and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Not much truth is found in the United States anymore. Just like in ancient Judah, in Jeremiah the fifth chapter in the New Living Translation, God told Jeremiah to run up and down every street in Jerusalem. Notice that in the holy city itself. He said to Jeremiah, run up and down every street in Jerusalem. Says the Lord, look high and low. Search throughout the city. If you can find even one just and honest person, I will not destroy the city. Looking for just one. God looking for just one honest person which could not be found. And then in verse 2, but even when they are under oath, when we take an oath and we stand before a judge in a courtroom and we put our hand on the Bible and tell an oath, my goodness, then we ought to tell the truth. But God said even when they're under oath, Saying as surely as the Lord lives. They're still telling lies. We've seen that in this land. We've seen it come across our television screen. In recent recent days. People under oath. With their hands on the Bible. Swearing to God that they'll tell the truth. And they're lying and lying and lying. And then Jeremiah says to God in verse 3, Lord, you are searching for honesty. You're searching for honesty. God is searching for honesty. He's searching for honesty in this nation. I'm talking about the United States of America. God is searching for honesty. And then Jeremiah says, You struck your people, but they paid no attention. You crush them, but they refuse to be corrected. You see, these people here had seen God judge. The northern kingdom, and this was, of course, the southern kingdom, but they had seen God judging and his judgments falling around, but they paid no attention. They refused to be corrected. And then it says here in verse 3, they are determined with faces set like stone. You think about that. Faces set like stone. Faces set like stone. They have refused to repent. people as you study into the book of Jeremiah had the attitude that God would never judge them they liked listening to feel good preachers and prophets They wanted a positive message all the time. I like positive messages. I like to hear good news. But I don't want to hear good news if it's a lie. if it's a lie yeah. just tell me the truth all positive, all the time listen I'm a positive preacher, I believe in preaching positive things, I believe we are encouraged and all of that, my goodness but we need to tell the truth even when the truth isn't even when the truth is something that people don't want to hear In Jeremiah's day, and it's the same in this nation right now, they want it all positive all the time. Jeremiah told them it'd be 70 years in captivity. But some other feel-good prophets... False prophets rose up and said, no, the captivity will only be two years, only two years. Jeremiah said, no, it's going to be 70 years. And, 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 and I tell you what, they got so angry with him, they set their faces like stone against him. They wouldn't listen to him. They called him all kinds of names. They walked away from him. They put him in a cistern, my gracious, but he was the true prophet of God. Very similar to what's going on in this nation at this time and for the last several years. And then in Jeremiah 5 verse 31, it's interesting God says the prophets give false prophecies. And then if you read on in that verse. He says worse yet my people like it that way. Do you know there's people that want to hear flowery, rosy, wonderful things. Even though they know it's a lie they still want to hear it anyway. Because it makes them feel all ugly wiggly on the inside. You know, we can talk about the United States. We can talk about God being kicked out of the public square and public school. We can talk about how bad that is, and we have over the years. We can talk about the legalized abortion in this nation, and millions upon millions upon millions of babies have been slaughtered in this nation. Since 1973, we've talked about that. We can talk about how bad that is. We can talk about homosexuality and the rise of homosexuality and the unashamedness of it. Remember, God loves homosexuals, but homosexuality is sin. Don't ever forget that. And it seemingly always rises to the forefront. and It is seemingly accepted by the nation before the nation falls. It has been accepted in this nation. I love homosexuals. I'm not against them. But I tell you what, I'm against the sin. It's not an alternative lifestyle. It's sin. That's what the Bible says. We can talk about same-sex marriages and how that's been legalized now in this nation and how anti-God that is. We've talked about that. But what about lying in the United States? What about lying in the United States? You know the truth has been suppressed in our nation. Romans one eighteen says... For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. And I'm telling you that in this nation, over the last many years, the truth has been suppressed. Now there's always been lying in our nation. I said there's always been lying in our nation. Sad to say, but there's always been lying in our nation. And before I say anything else, I want to say this. I'm not perfect. I've missed it. Have you ever missed it? But when we miss it, we need to recognize we've missed it and repent. And confess our sins to the Lord and receive forgiveness and go on and don't do it anymore. So having said that, there's always been lying in the nation. But over the past few years, it has ramped up to a scale that I have never seen before. I want to say that again. There's always been lying in our nation. But over the past few years, it has ramped up to a scale that I have never seen before. Before in my life, I'm going to say that one more time. Over the past few years, I have watched in this nation, the United States of America, lying ramped up to a scale that I've never seen before. Now, what I'm about to share with you is Spiritual. I want you to see it through a spiritual lens. I don't want you to think so much about flesh and blood. But I want you to listen to why. Over the past few years, lying line has ramped up to a scale that I've never seen before in this nation. And think about what I'm about to say to you from a spiritual perspective. The Bible says... That we wrestle not, in the book of Ephesians, it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So with that in mind, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say to you. And you can judge it as to whether or not you think it's from God or not. But listen to it from a spiritual perspective that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against these principalities and powers and, and rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. But listen to this in my observation. And I believe this will explain why we see all the line that we see in this nation over the past few years. In my observation... Lying spirits of deception have been dispersed over the United States. I saw this in the spirit some time ago. Haven't shared it with anybody, not even my wife until right now. I saw this in the spirit some time ago. Concerning lying spirits of deception that have been dispersed over the United States. They crept subtly into New York City. Then into Washington, D.C. And then from Washington, D.C., like a volcano erupting and spewing or vomiting out ash, they have been dispersed across the country, settling on an already dishonest media and even on many Christians and Christian leaders. These lying, deceptive spirits defame Anyone who stands up to them or speaks against them. Now that right there will explain a whole lot as to what we've been seeing going on here in this nation over the past several years. I'm going to say it again. I know what I saw. In the spirit, lying spirits of deception... Have been dispersed over the United States. Now you listen to this from a spiritual perspective. Our problem is not with flesh and blood. Our problem is with the devil. But I'll tell you this. The flesh and blood can cooperate with the devil. And give way to these things. Did you hear just what I said? I said our problem is not with flesh and blood. Our problem is with the devil. But flesh and blood people can cooperate with the devil and with demonic spirits and give them an avenue, give them an opening to operate in this nation, particularly people who are in authority. I said particularly people who are in authority. When, when we as voters vote people in, into the government, we, we those people that stepped into those offices that we vote in, Those people have so much authority that they can allow, whether they know it or not, many times they do, sometimes they don't, but whether they know it or not, they can allow demonic things to operate in the nation. And I'm going to say this again what I saw in the spirit, lying spirit, some time ago. Lying spirits of deception have been dispersed over the United States. I saw them in the spirit creep in subtly into New York City at first then into Washington D.C. and then from Washington D.C. like a volcano erupting and spewing but a better word is vomiting. Like a volcano would vomit out ash. I saw these demonic deceptive lying spirits being dispersed across the country settling on an already dishonest media. And even on many Christians and even Christian leaders. You know, a person, a Christian, can be influenced by the devil, but not be possessed with the devil. You understand that? Every time somebody lies, they've cooperated with the devil. Did you realize that? I said every time a Christian lies, they've cooperated with the devil. These lying Deceptive spirits defame anyone who stands up to them or speaks out against them. Because at their very root, there's spirits of fear. Everything the devil does, uh, there's fear that's involved. Just standing up here right now, sharing what I just shared. I, I, I can sense how a spirit of fear would want to get on me. Well, 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 you might be defamed by people for saying what you just said. But I tell you what, I, I, I'm not. I've had enough. I'm not afraid of the devil. Whatever this costs me, this is what the Holy Ghost is saying. And this is what I believe. This is what I'm going to stand on. And I tell you what, I'm going to—I'm not afraid to speak out against these demonic spirits. Amen. I don't care if they defame me. I tell Amen. you what, I know who I am in Christ. Amen. And I'm going to stand firm in the Word of God and what I know to be of the Holy Ghost. And, and I'm going to stand for what's right. I'm going to stand for what's true. No matter what it costs me or who it costs Amen. me. These things are trying to destroy this nation. Amen. I said these, these things are trying... These demonic, deceptive spirits, they're trying to destroy this nation, and I do not want to let them succeed. Amen. Amen. You know, growing up, I was aware that you couldn't believe anything that came out of China... Or the Soviet Union what is now Russia? or out of Iran or Iraq? But generally the United States was a trustworthy and honest nation. It does not seem to be to me the case anymore. And I'm telling you if it does not change. I'm talking about lying now. If it does not change, we are destined to become like these other nations I just mentioned. I want the word that comes out of the United States to be honest. I want it to be true. I want it to be something that good people can believe and dishonest people can believe. Amen. I'm tired of bluster. I'm tired of blowharden. I tell you what, I want somebody that will tell me the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly. I'm tired of lying politicians. Amen. 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 Most of the politicians in our nation, both Democrat and Republican, at this time are liars. Amen. Amen. Politicians are known for being crooked and liars anyway but I've never seen it like it's become in just the past few years. That vision I had of those demonic spirits ought to explain a lot right there. Why is it so bad just in the last few years? The devil's behind it, and people, politicians, that will cooperate with him. I can only think... I can only think... Me. I can only think of one politician... In Washington DC that I would believe and he is a senator he gave an interview a few months back and the interviewer was so moved by this senator's honesty that the interview was fighting the interviewer was fighting back tears and I was too I want to say it again, I can only think of one politician in Washington, D.C. at the current time that I would believe, personally, he's a senator, he gave an interview a few months back, and the interviewer was so moved by the honesty of this senator that the interviewer was fighting back tears, and I sat there fighting back tears also, because that interviewer, along with myself, we were so, I was so touched that there was a man That would speak the truth and he knew it was going to cost him some things. But he, he was right there on national television and he told the truth. Not only do we have lying politicians. But we've got a lying news media. That shouldn't be news to anyone. It's, it's on television. It's on CNN. It's on MSNBC and it's on Fox. Amen. I said it's on Fox. Yeah, they're all of them. Yep. They're liars. I said they're liars. Amen. I said on Fox News they're liars. I feel the anointing of God right now. I'm not afraid of man. Line news media, television, radio, internet, newspaper. You know, I, I I looked this up press is a key mechanism of a functioning, healthy democracy. In the absence of censorship, journalism exists as a watchdog of government action, providing information to maintain informed voters. But when that press turns dishonest, you've got a problem on your And the press has been dishonest for a long time. For a long time. Long time. Many, many, many years now. Many years. I've watched it in the last, like back 10 years ago, it started getting more dishonest and more dishonest and more dishonest. And in these last several years, it's more dishonest than it's ever been. Why is that? I think that vision I had ought to explain some things to you. Demonic spirits. But people yield to them. A lot of times they know they're yielding to to, to demonic lying spirits. Many times they do, sometimes they don't. But most of the news media in our nation are liars, as I said, both liberal and conservative. And I want to say this, if someone balks when I say that the conservative media are full of liars as well, if, if you balk at that, I'm here today to tell you by the Holy Ghost, you are deceived also. If you think that the conservative media are telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, you're you're deceived. Because there's liars all throughout. I remember just a few days ago, my wife told me she was coming home from somewhere or another, and she had on the, the radio one of the most conservative talk show shows Uh, most conservative talk show uh, programs in the nation and there was a a substitute on that day for a certain uh, host and my wife told me what that substitute, some of the things that substitute on that conservative radio talk show was was saying and I just shook my head, my wife was shaking her head, she couldn't believe the outlandish, bizarre, crazy, lying stuff that that person was telling, is that right? Right? You know, Walter Cronkite. Does anybody remember Walter Cronkite? Yep. Former anchor for CBS. He used to be known as the most trusted man in America. Think of that. Think of that. That's, that, that's unfathomable to us today that a, that, that, a, that a news anchor would be honest. But remember Walter Cronkite. I remember watching him growing up. And he was known as the most trusted man in America. Wouldn't that be refreshing to have somebody like that again in this nation? You know, I'll tell you this, there's not one newscaster in this nation, in this hour that I would believe, liberal or conservative. The closest would be the man that interviewed that senator I spoke about just a moment ago. And I'll tell you this, while I'm on the subject, there's only a handful of people in this nation who hold any kind of a position of authority that I would believe. They're few and far between. They're, they're like what, what Jeremiah dealt with when God said, go out and search the streets and see if there's any you can find any honest people out there. I tell you what, there's, there are some honest people in this nation and there still are some honest people in positions of authority. But I tell you what, they are few and far between. You have to realize this. You must realize the liberal news media is telling its viewers what they want to hear and the conservative news media is telling their viewers what they want to hear and it's not really news anymore. It's mostly entertainment. You must realize that. It's not that much different than professional wrestling. It's almost all pretty much fake. Now, I mentioned professional wrestling. I'm talking about the WWF and these sorts of things. My grandmother, she thought wrestling was real. And she watch it on television. She watched wrestling at the chase. And she thought it was real. And there was nothing like watching my grandma watch a wrestling man. And she'd scream at the television set. And she'd scream at the wrestlers and yell at them and go on and go on and go on. And she thought and was convinced it was real. I tried to explain to her. My dad tried to explain. Well, I didn't know. Let me be honest here. Let me correct it. I didn't try to explain to her. I was too little. I didn't know. My dad one day came in. And that that was his mother. He tried to explain it to her. And he got a tongue lash. I'm telling you. She chewed him up one side and down the other. She said, it is real. It is real. It is so. It is real. I remember it. He, he just shook his head and walked out. Many years later, I went to the Keel Auditorium to watch a wrestling match. And I got in there, and then I was going to find out for myself, is this real or isn't it? And I was in there. I wasn't in there. And, and that first match started. I wasn't in there. No five minutes. And I can tell you it was fake, fake, it was fake, it was fake. There's, but I tell you what, there's one thing that I did see. I did see this. I saw King Kong Brody hitting <laughs> Crusher Blackwell over the head with a steel chair. And that sure looked real to me. I was within 20 feet, probably about 18 feet of it. I saw it. I was right down there ringside. And I watched Brody hit Blackwell over the head about 10 times with a steel chair. I mean, and it looked real to me. The golf pro was there with me. And I, as I went with him. And I said to him, I said, I said... <laughs> I said that look that looks real. He said, "Yeah, it looked real to him too." I tell you what, I went and I looked at that chair because I mean, Blackwell went back, blood shooting everywhere. I went over there after they, you know, later. I went over and I checked out that steel chair. I thought it might have been a fake uh, a chair. It was no different than the steel chairs we have over in the children's church. I saw that. What am I saying? Uh, that was real. Now that was real. I'll tell you for sure that was real. I saw that up close. Most of it's fake. But there's some real. Yeah. I, I remember that, that 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 same night before we went down ringside, I was up top there with the golf pro. He was sitting right side of me, and uh, I had my elbow up on the up on the rest, you know, up there uh, on one of these banisters. And all of a sudden, I feel this burning, terrible burning sensation going through my elbow, and uh, I looked over, and a lady was dark in there, a lady sitting beside me, she put her cigarette out on the banister, but my elbow was in the way, she put her cigarette out right on my elbow. Well, let me tell you what, there's a lot of fake stuff that goes on down there at the wrestling match, but I tell you what, that wasn't fake, I, I'll tell you for sure. So there's some real stuff that goes on, dear friends, there's some real stuff that goes on, but I tell you what, I I saw him hit hit, hit that guy over the head with a steel chair. I tell you what, that was real. I just want some, just give me some steel, give me some steel chair politics. What do you say? Give me some steel chair, give me some real stuff, you know. Give me some steel chair news media. Give me some real stuff. Can you say amen, anybody? Amen. So we got lying politicians, we got lying news media. We got, I don't know if you've noticed, but we got lying social media. I tell you what, if you want to get into a cesspool of lies, Amen. all you gotta do is go on to some of the social media. Yep. Now I don't get on it very much myself, but I go by what my wife tells me: lies, lies, lies. And I tell you what, many Christians, many Christians have given themselves over to lying, and you can see it right there on Facebook. My wife tells me, not long ago there was a certain lady. That, that my wife knew she puts a Christian now she put something up and my wife knew it was a lie. Now my wife normally doesn't respond but she couldn't resist on this one and she put up like three or four different things to show that that was a lie and that particular particular lady. Uh, went and, and disregarded everything my wife. Good, solid stuff my wife put up there. She disregarded it all, took it all down, and left that fake lie up there, my, that, that fakeness or that lie up there. That's, that's unfathomable to me that a Christian would do that. But I tell you what, you see lying all over all over social media and Christians participate in a lot of it. it, 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 it it's unbelievable. And by the way, while I'm on the subject, I'll just say this, I'll just say this. That something else that social media has revealed that, you know, uh, how many of you know we ought to be patriotic as Christians and love our country? Is that right? We ought to do that and I do that? I do. I love this United States of America. But listen to me. We ought to love Jesus more than we love our nation. Amen. And and something else that's disturbing to me in the present hour is I see so many Christians, it looks like they love the nation more than they love Jesus. I'm thinking of a certain prayer service where, where, where a certain pastor asks his congregation to pray for souls. And, and, and almost nobody responded. But then that same pastor asked his congregation to pray for the nation. And everybody was up in arms praying. Well, that's good. We ought to be patriotic. We ought to pray for our nation. But don't you think we ought to be more excited about praying for souls? Amen. Be excited about the nation. Be a patriot. But, but be more excited about Jesus. Amen. Let me go in just a few more moments here and I'll let you go. But we've got lying politicians. We've got lying... Media, news media, social media, and then we've got lying, listen to that, i got to say it, lying prophets. Listen to this now. Some of the most popular ministers in the nation, they're given false prophecies. Not much different from the dishonest news media. Always telling people what they want to hear. Always proclaiming blessing on the United States. Now I believe in blessing, I just taught on blessing, didn't I? But they're always proclaiming blessing on the United States, even when it's kicked God out of the public school and public square, uh, even when abortion is running rampant, even when a, a homosexuality is running rampant, even as lies are running rampant. These so-called prophets are proclaiming blessing on the nation, and uh, they keep telling the people good things are about to hit this nation. Uh, they're 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 always being overly optimistic. Even when it's dangerous to do so, and, and this is seen among politicians, you know, uh, uh, being optimistic is good, but when you're overly optimistic, you can be so overly optimistic that it can bring danger into people's lives. Did you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. And they refuse to call this nation to repentance, and this is what grieves me the most. They refuse. I'm talking about preacher media. I'm sure there's lots of good pastors out there that we don't even know their names. But I'm talking about some of the biggest uh, uh, media ministers in this nation. They refuse to call God's people. They refuse to call the nation to repentance. Let me tell you this if you're taking notes. This is how you can know in this hour if a minister has their ear to the voice of God. If they're calling the nation to to repentance or not. I tell you what, if you've got a minister and they're not calling this nation right now to repentance, I'm telling you, they're not sent from the presence of God. Any minister that's sent from the presence of God in this hour will be calling this nation to repentance. Can you say amen to that? I'm telling you what. They can say all they want how good this, good that, good the other. I wish it was good. I wish I could stand here and tell you by the Holy Ghost that everything's wonderful, everything's good. But I'm here today to tell you this nation right now is in trouble. Amen. But it can still be turned around if there would be national repentance. Some preachers say our founding fathers had a covenant with God, so he won't judge America. But you know, God had a covenant with Abraham, but God still judged judged Abraham's descendants, Israel and Judah. They say the gospel goes out from this nation, and that's why God would never judge it. And it does go out from this nation, and I'm glad that it does. But I'm telling you this, and let me ask you a question Can we continue in sin that grace might abound? And then this, some of the most popular Christian ministers' attitude toward dishonest politicians. And here's what they'll say. Listen to this. It doesn't matter how sinful a politician acts as long as they give Christians what they want. You think about that. I think it does matter how how a politician acts. I think it is important that they tell the truth. I think it is important that they walk in love towards other folk. Yeah, politician, act however sinful you want, as long as you give me what I want. That's against this holy book right here. To summarize with the... Now listen to this as I close. With the politician's line, the news media line... Social media lying, and many popular media ministers lying in that they're not telling people the truth. It's a feel-good stuff. Not calling nation to repentance. Listen to this. Listen to this. I said all that to get right here. Generally, the people in the United States don't know what to believe at this time. The people in the United States do not know what to believe. ...at this time. Just look at the COVID-19. I don't know what to believe about it. You get these people telling you one thing. These people telling you another thing. These people putting up certain charts. These people putting up other charts. Some telling you there's nothing to it. Some telling you that that the world's going to end over it. I mean all in the spectrum. You understand what I'm saying? You don't know what to believe. And not just about the COVID, but about so many other things... People in this nation do not know what to believe because there's so much dishonesty and when people of a nation don't know what to believe they'll believe anything even a lie and the Bible says when one believes a lie they'll be damned. If this nation does not get back let me say this if this nation listen carefully I'm almost done if this nation goes back to business as usual And is not called to repentance and does not repent. I've said this before, but I hear the Holy Ghost saying this again and again. If this nation goes back to business as usual, and it is not called to repentance and does not repent, it does so at its own peril. I told you some time ago that if this nation does not repent, the ministers need to be calling people to repentance. Uh, My goodness, but I tell you what, if this nation does not, if we don't have national repentance, uh, you're going to see one wave right after another, and I don't just mean COVID. It could be COVID, but it could be other things. And each one will get severe, more progressively severe, more progressively severe. Why? 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 God wants us to come to repentance. Can anybody say amen? amen? Amen. We must stay in the word of God, which is truth. We must walk in truth. We must tell the truth. We must stay hooked up. I'm telling you, stay hooked up. Who's ever watching me over the Facebook? Stay hooked up to a good, honest pastor who you can trust. Be submitted to God. Be submitted to his word. Be submitted to good pastoral authority. Uh, then you can resist the devil and he will flee from you. And I tell you this, for the nation, I'm telling everybody that's listening to me, stand against these lying, deceiving spirits that I talk to you about. I'm giving you an assignment. Stand against them and pray that the eyes of the nation's understanding would be enlightened and that God would be welcomed back into the public school and public square, that abortion and same-sex marriages would be overturned and that truth again would prevail in the nation. Can you say amen? And I tell you, pray for the United States with zeal. Pray for the president. Pray for the vice president. Pray for all those who are in authority. Pray with zeal, but pray with more zeal for the souls of men. And be more fervent about Jesus than you are. Politics. Abraham Lincoln had many nicknames during his lifetime the Rail Splitter, the Great Emancipator. But perhaps none of these is widely recognized and referenced today as his nickname, Honest Aid. The roots of this nickname start in his early working life. As a young man, Abraham Lincoln worked as a general store clerk. One evening, he was counting the money in the drawers after closing and found that he was a few cents over what he should have been in the drawer. When he realized that, he had accidentally shortchanged a customer. He realized, hey, I shortchanged changed somebody. He, Lincoln walked a long distance to return the money to the customer. On another occasion, Lincoln discovered that he had given a woman too little tea for her money. He put what he owed her in a package and personally delivered it to the woman, who never realized that she was not given the proper amount of tea until Lincoln showed up at her doorstep. Lincoln's integrity and insistence on honesty became even more important in his law practice. In his book, The Honest Calling, An Honest Calling, The Law Practice of Abraham Lincoln, Mark Steiner notes, I remember one case in which Lincoln was for the defendant. Lincoln, satisfied of his client's innocence, it depended mainly on one witness. That witness told on the stand under oath what Abe Lincoln knew to be a lie. And no one else knew. When he arose to plead the case, Lincoln said this, Gentlemen, I depended on this witness to clear my client. He has lied. I ask that no attention be paid to his testimony. Let his words be stricken out. If my case fails, I do not wish to win this way. Wouldn't it be nice to have that kind of honesty among our politicians in this nation? Lincoln carried his regard for the truth through his years at the White House. He himself was forthright and deeply sincere. It seems as if some of his colleagues wondered if he could ever tell a lie. During the Civil War, President Lincoln said, I haven't been caught lying yet, and I don't mean to be. For Lincoln, the truth was not worth sacrificing for any gain, no matter how large that gain may have been. Lincoln didn't need to lie to save the Union, to unite the people and free slaves and lead a nation. Perhaps that is why he remains a hero to so many around the world and an inspiration to leaders well into the future. From his work as clerk to his duties as president, Lincoln's honesty was unwavering showing that telling the truth is an essential lesson for all, no matter who you are or what you do. Abraham Lincoln was honest in little and was also honest in much. Stand with me and bow your heads. If you're listening by Facebook, I want to ask you right now a question. Do you know Jesus? If you can't answer yes, as fast as I snap my finger... I want to encourage you to receive him right now. Just bow your heads and say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I turn to you. I believe in my heart. God's raised you from the dead. I confess you right now as my Lord and Savior come into my life. If you prayed that minute, you just got saved, you'll miss hell, you'll make heaven, and God will make your life worth living in the meantime. Now having done that, every time I flow in this now, I normally don't flow in this kind of an anointing. We normally don't have services like this where I preach like this. This is a different anointing today. But whenever I get under this anointing, the healing, the healing anointing always ramps up. I said the healing anointing always ramps up. Now healing anointing is very oftentimes here, but it always ramps up. <clears throat> and so if you're in this room here today, if you're in this room here today, or if you're watching via Facebook or however you're watching me, whenever you're watching me, if you need healing in your body, you just with heads bowed and eyes closed here in this congregation, you lay your hands on the part of the body where you need healing. You lay your hands on the part of your body where you need healing. Lay your hands on the part of your body where you need healing. On, on, On the internet there, you just lay your hands I believe in laying hands on the sick, but this is how the Lord told me to do it. You just lay your hands right now on the part of your body where you need healing. Now I'm going to make a declaration of faith. We're going to release the power of God. It'll go into wherever you need it to go into, and it'll bring about healing and a cure. All right? If you'll believe it, you've got to believe it to receive it. Here we go. In the name of Jesus, who is... The head of the church who is the son of the living God. In that name. Jesus of Nazareth. I declare healing. Healing. I release the healing power of God. The anointing of God to go into that part of your body that needs to be healed and cured. Right now in Jesus name be healed. Whatever it is you need to be healed of. Now, if you believe you receive it, it's done. And go out of here rejoicing. Thanks for coming today. Take what I said and help, help me stand against this lying that's going on in this nation. Will you do that? In Jesus' name, you're dismissed.